recording or not? No, that was that was real life. Holy bruh. Holy bruh. What the crap? <laughs> you know, I think if we started calling phones research devices, there'd be less stigma around them. Stigma you nuts video in your mouth. Gingrich not knowing what a smartphone was. Yeah. Dude, one of my favorite videos. Just, what a classic. We're trying he's, to figure out what this is. Or, <laughs> God, it's he's, a computer, but you can make calls on it. It's. <laughs> And they made a whole YouTube video about it. Dude, he's awesome for that. He wanted to live on the moon, too. I, I mean, rocks. well, who didn't as a child? Um, I mean, New Gingrich, just big child vibes. Yeah. Is he dead? No, but he's really stupid. That, um, I mean, which, I mean, not the same as being dead, but yeah, it's normally like, smart people don't live as long as New Gingrich does. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Kurt Cobain didn't live as long as Newt Gingrich. And he was is. a genius. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. I'm Carson. I'm. Oh, wait. Carson. I have to intro this episode. Yeah. Welcome to This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Carson. And it's, it's with a heavy head that I report <laughs> that there is somebody else in the room with me. That's so fucked up. Um, I'm the other person. I'm Dawson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm Newt Gingrich. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Newt, Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, moon president. This is a Newt Gingrich moment. Newt Gingrich, yeah, certified Newt Gingrich moment. Do you think we could meme him into being like a viable presidential candidate again? Again? I mean, was not he that he ever point? was to begin with, but like, you know. Is he the one that had, he had like an open marriage with his wife? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Republican politicians are. If it doesn't work up, for Newt Gingrich, it's not going to work for you. I'm just no. throwing that out there, guys. <laughs> Listen, Newt Gingrich, the model for relationships and yeah, technology marriages. knowledge. Yeah. Um, if he can't make it work, then then who can? Yeah. yeah. He if he can't make a music career work, you might as well go into politics. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he did a music career, but speaking of politics, Dawson. Okay. Tell me about this show last night cuz yes. you were you were like I'm I'm say I asked you about it and you were like I'm saving that for an on pod. On yeah. pod thing. On pod thing. On pod. So, last <laughs> like night like on guard but on pod. <laughs> Bunch of losers on pod. <laughs> challenging each other to podcasts. Bunch of meatheads with SM7Bs <laughs> charging at each other. On pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um last night Bummer Hill had a show, and the lineup was Khaki Cuffs, Bummer Hill, Less Dead, and Hospitality. Okay. Um, banger lineup. Uh, however. I know Khaki Cuffs. Yeah. Shout out Khaki Cuffs. Shout out Khaki Cuffs, for real. Um, unfortunately, uh, they got COVID day of. They still have COVID right now. Khaki Cuffs does? Khaki Cuffs does. That's why, that's why they didn't ask to stay at my house. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. Um. So we had to, and we, we only found out around like 11.45 a.m. yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so, and, and it was kind of, <laughs> so Jack, our lead singer, is usually the one in like all the group chats and all that for, for bands and stuff and figuring out shows because they like to do Instagram. Mm -hmm. And Jack runs the Instagram. Yeah. I run the Twitter. Um, 
Cagicus also does Twitter. Oh yeah, they do Twitter big time. But they, yeah. the group chat for the show was in Instagram. I, I see, I see. So Jack was at work all morning. He didn't get out of yeah. work till like three p.m. and he wasn't checking his phone. Mm-hmm. So I found out that Khaki Cuffs had to drop the show on Twitter when they tweeted about it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I messaged the rest of the band. I'm like, "Hey guys, you'll never believe this, <laughs> but Khaki Cuffs isn't playing the show tonight." Um, God, that blows. Which was a bit of an issue as they were the headliner and we assumed the main draw of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we scrambled to. It's their first find... tour post COVID, right? I don't know. They ha- they've been out of commission it. for a minute. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it still stands then. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no worries. Um, and we we scrambled to find another another band that that would hop on last minute. Um. Walking Heads, uh, another local Atlanta band that we played with ten days ago, um, <laughs> they hopped on. Nice and like I mean, uh, we had played with them nine days previously, day of the show. Yeah. So it's not like we could, but it wasn't like we could really be choosy. Mm-hmm. We just had sure. to get somebody. A uh, couple hours go by. Walking Heads messages us, "Hey, we can't do the show anymore." Oh no! So we have to find and no hate to to Walking Heads. They're like fucking Pog Champ, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Aiden and Josh. Just, you know circumstances. Yeah, all that. just shit yeah. happens. Um, so we were like, "Fuck!" Now we have to find another band, and it's like two hours before doors. Yeah. So Jesus. Um. Luckily, one of the members of hospitality is also in ammonia wash. Oh, so ammonia wash hopped the on boys. the bill. The boys, nice. ammonia wash hopped on the bill, um, and they killed. They, yeah, I would imagine they Great are band. national heroes. Yeah, um, they even they played without a bassist because um, I guess their bassist couldn't make it, but they still did a really good job. Nice. Um, so, and and we played at South Bend Commons, which if you've never been there, uh, it is a is a wacky little joint. Yeah, um, it's. I don't know how to describe South it. It's like Commons. it's like in the heart of the city. Okay. So all the parking is like street parking. It's kind of in a part residential. Of the city, like near what? Near something. We thought it was Mechanicsville for a minute, and we were like, eh, but it's not Mechanicsville. Okay. Um, it's still like not the greatest area of the city, mm. but not like an unsafe area, you know. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And. So all the parking is like street parking in like a neighborhood that's across yeah. the street or like so I what mean, a pain in the ass, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like more convenient than trying to park for like uh iDrum. Oh yeah. Parking there is a nightmare. Parking um, at iDrum is a fucking it's a whole thing. But um yeah, going into the show we were all like really nervous about it because yeah. well, the headliner dropped. Mm-hmm. And then we had to like make like three announcements about the lineup That's in seven so hours. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we had like 80 people show up. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great for and a fucking Wednesday night. Yeah, for a That's Wednesday dope. night in like this small ass room. No headliner. No headliner. It was just four bands playing one after the other. Yeah. Um, so it That's was dope. super sick. Um, great note to to hibernate on did you play any new stuff yeah um not nothing you haven't heard oh okay. um all right in, in our tour set 
but um, when we come back, because we're going into record next month, and when we come back from that, we will be, we'll have more new songs. Nice. Okay. Awesome. So, I mean, I want to, you, you brought this up off, off pod, mm-hmm. uh, on, on pod. Uh, <laughs> uh, you brought it up off pod that you guys go into the studio on Monday to yep. make your first full length album. Second. But, Second? Well, first as a whole band. Because the, the right. first yeah. one, um, that was. The like, first Bummer Hill. The album, first. Right. Yeah. Like okay. Bummer Hill as a band album. Because sure. Greetings from Bummer Hill. Um, was entirely written by Jack, and mm. like it didn't even okay. Bummer Hill didn't even become a band until after that record was mm. already written. I see. Okay. Um, so it's our first record, but this is like our first record. Sure, sure. This is like this is technically your debut. Yeah. Nice. Okay. How are you feeling about it? Is this well, the first time you've ever recorded a full length. Um. Yeah. Okay, right on. Because like I was on um, uh, my my bass playing is on City Limit, mm-hmm. um, our EP, yeah, uh, and that was Rui and I's. Uh, Rui's our drummer. Um, for those who don't know, yeah, um, our first uh, recorded appearance on on the band, for sure, was on City Limit, and then um, for this upcoming album, it'll be all four of us. Nice, which nice. is super exciting. That is so dope. That is yeah. so dope. Uh, I don't know what to expect because I've never recorded an album before. Yeah, and I've never yeah. recorded like in a studio space before, which you're we're doing. Recording, you're recording with uh, my my best friend Dom Maduri. Dom Maduri, future I'm, guest of the pod. Future guest of the pod. I don't know what we're gonna bring him on for. Something. <laughs> I had to add a song to the wheel today. Yeah, which one? Uh, it was a like special song you got with a download code, um, when you bought Pax AM days on. Seven inch, you got a uh, code for a song that's like very obscure. But we're doing every song, yeah. So I had to add it to the fucking wheel. Yeah, the wheel just the wheel's gotten bigger weekly almost. Yeah, yeah, it's real pain up. in the dick. Um, yeah, but you're recording with uh, my best friend Dom, who we are recording with at the end of April. Nice. Um, and who I'm also doing drums with on April twelfth. Nice. Um, or 13th? I don't know. Uh, so, uh, I mean, Dom's great. Dom's going to kill it for you guys, and you're going to have a great experience. His studio is such a good vibe, too. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Um, you're going to, I mean, it's all, like, when you're there, you're like, okay, I'm here to create, and I'm here yeah. to do cool shit. Yeah. So, I've been there. Dope. I've been there a few times, because... Um, Bummer Hill recorded a um, a toast and jam session that's never seen the light of day. Oh no! Because uh, we sucked. <laughs> oh no! So we 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 all had Waffle House right before we we went in. Oh, we were all gosh. just like really sleepy. You can't be doing that. No. Well, now we know. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for next time we do that. But well, um, I mean, our first toast and jam session from. Dowboys lineup number one back when we like really sucked. Like, however much you guys sucked in that toast and jam session, you did not suck as much as we sucked. Nice. Um, and that's still up, and you can still go watch it. You can still go watch first lineup Dowboys suffer through some of the easiest songs ever. Nice. Um, night and day compared to compared to now. Yeah. But uh, you we, know, that's that's what it's for. That's we got for. the first draft back, and we were like. 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We were like, let's not put this out. <laughs> it's not even like terrible. It's just like not up to the quality that we wanted a, a live set to be. Yeah, no, for sure. Because like we, we, we have so much pride in our actual live sets and like um, making transitions work and, and all of that. Um, so and uh, in, in my opinion, I think we do those like pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, but it wasn't even up to like... A live performance standard like if we Oof, had played like yeah. that at a show we would have been upset <sighs> damn so now we know for next time don't go get waffle house before you go into recording no something. don't do that yeah <laughs> yesterday i was so like i had to, I had to track demo vocals yesterday mm-hmm. what's funny is i did have waffle house beforehand but i was fine because i didn't have anything that would have messed me up too bad yeah um but uh Yesterday, I was, like, freaking out because, like, it was the first time I think I've ever done, like, demo vocals as if they were studio vocals. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had someone else running. I had someone else engineering. I was, like, just fully in the zone, like, warming up and everything. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just, like, scratch vocals. And uh, it went great, but, like... I was feeling it towards the end. It was like a, yeah. just a normal vocal session. I was like, why am I doing this? This isn't even <laughs> going to make the final cut. Like, yeah. Anyway. But uh, no, uh, that's okay that you're not releasing it because we have an entire live album that is uh, never seeing the light of day. Nice. So, um, you know. Going to set off a lot get of much worse. with that. <laughs> well, some people have it. Oh, okay. Um, there's like, I think, 25 tapes out there. Hmm. But it was on Bandcamp, and we yanked it because it sounds so bad. Hmm. Um, when, when was it recorded? I don't know about this. It's our last show before Whitney joined. Mm. Before Whitney started playing with us, like, in an official capacity. Hmm. Um, we played a show in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, I think all of us may have, like gotten drunk or high beforehand um because it it sounds fucking bad yeah. um and uh you know i was pretty ashamed of it but you know we tightened things up after that yeah what i my cat's doing something crazy over there i don't know if we'll be able to hear it but i hope not I hope if, not. if you do hear some some rustling that's that's carson's cat uh, it is my cat um do we have anything else to any any housekeeping any corrections um no corrections um which is like i think that's a first really i think that's a first for i thought for sure that. someone was going to correct me on something I but mean, you, you know <laughs> it's all good it's all good you know not all of us can be perfect except for me sometimes yeah so um you know it's all good but um no corrections um, no corrections okay just uh uh, just, just a, just a couple dudes uh, podcasting. <laughs> is all I gotta say. <laughs> our, our last episode was our best episode ever for like, for like downloads and shit, right? Uh, second best. Second best. Um, first best is the, uh, the first episode, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's been out the um, longest. But um, this is the, the last episode was, it, it was performing second best out of like everything sounds like we got a good thing going yeah you know what i mean so uh, 
It keep, sounds it sounds like our our consistency is paying off. Yeah, keep listening. Uh, keep showing it to other people. Uh, Please, and yes. Then, and once enough people start listening to it, we can open up the Patreon and start that uh, that Panic at the Disco podcast. That young Panic at the Disco podcast. Well, yeah. I mean, we need to decide like what we're gonna do with the patreon because i'm I just feel giving like, them i'm just giving them a hook yeah 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 we might not yeah, do that we might not do that we'll do something it It'll might be, be cool. it might be something very sinister we yeah. might be doing something far worse on the patreon we could have your home address yeah we might be doing a dave matthews band podcast on the patreon yeah have you ever done that deep discog dive no yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I think that that would scare me. That's that sounds like too much music. I learned I a Dave Matthews song on guitar yesterday. Why? Part of it because the riff's really good. Oh, you know that okay. song, Satellite. No, I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> I reached for my guitar, but it would just be so annoying to pull that out right now. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's get into it. Dawson, uh, both of us listened to a Fall Out Boy song this week. That's true. Both of us actually listen to a lot of Fallout Boy songs this week, but I'm going to save that for the end of the podcast because, yeah. uh, truthfully, I don't have too much to say about the song we listened to this week. Yeah, it's a it's a short song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not much to say in general. And the song is called "Endless Summer." Eternal summer. Eternal summer. There My you fault. go. L- uh, listen, <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you want to hear a clip of that song, it's playing right now, and it's over. Did you like that? <laughs> you want to hear it again? Here you go. And that it's just as simple as that, folks. Wow. You've heard the song. You've wow. heard basically all of it. That's the whole thing. Um, all right. So this is a song from the uh, 2013 EP, PAX AM Days. Mm-hmm. PAX AM Days. Whatever you say AM it. Days. Um, which, I don't know about you. I don't revisit this a whole lot. No. Um. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on on this EP as a whole? It's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's about where I'm at with it. Yeah. Um, I think that it sounds bad. Yeah. Um, and I know that's on purpose, and I know that they recorded it in like ten days or something like that, shorter than that, maybe yeah. even. And I know it's all analog. I get it. Like I understand the aesthetic and everything. Um. However, like, you know, just, you know, it just sound it, it doesn't mean it, it does all, all those things don't excuse that it does sound bad. Yeah. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with sounding bad. On, no, there's nothing. Like, yeah. No. Um, one of my favorite artists, uh, car seat headrest, um, his f- like first, like uh, up until like fucking 2016, all of his shit like sounds like ass, but that's part of the charm of yeah. it. Um, Didn't some of it get re-recorded? Yeah, um, Twin Fantasy got re-recorded, which um, is a kind of a controversial statement. But I prefer the re-recording over the original. Oh, um, I bet. And the reason it's uh, a kind of a controversial statement is because a lot of people just like prefer the older one. Yeah. Which, yeah. Because and and. There's good reason to like they're completely different albums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like uh, they got in the studio and like just read it all these songs. Like it contextually right. means yeah. a lot more, like a lot a, a lot different than than the first one. Interesting. 
like it's kind of like an apology for the first one because <laughs> the well i mean it it's real because like the first one was yeah. written from like a, a really like terrible mindset mm, um i see so the the re-recording is an answer to it um and a lot of people just prefer the the original because yeah. it's like uh it's it's raw um and some some of people feel the soul is taken out of it in the in the re-recording but i see personally um the re-recording was my uh favorite album of all time until like sometime last year right on um so i might be biased but i see i see well i mean i think that especially with something like that and and something like pax am days the charm behind it sounding bad makes up for a lot of other things that could be criticized about it. Like the fact that it sounds bad, it's like, yeah, but you know, like it's, if someone says this record sounds bad, it's like the easy way to fire back is to just be like, yeah, but it's their shitty punk EP. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which is fine. Um, I will say, I think this is the best song on it. Yeah. Um, it has the best like arc, um, and the coolest like change up and everything. It's also probably like the most hardcore one. Mm -hmm. Like if there was to be a pit to a song on this EP, it would be this song. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I feel like, uh, it should be put back in the set list cause they were playing it a few years ago. Really? Yes. So that, that was what I was going to say in regards to they're They're never going to re-record this. I don't think they're ever going to re-record it and make it sound better. There's, However, there's no point to. I don't think. I agree. Uh, however, they have played a lot of these songs live, mm -hmm. and every time they do, the live version is like way better than the album version. Obviously, yeah. because the guitars don't sound like dog ass. Yeah. Um, it you know they have pretty good live sound. Um, I don't know if they run a click for these songs. They probably don't. They probably just start them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they played this song four years ago hmm. um, in Chicago. And uh, Patrick's like jumping around on the stage and, you know, like doing a hardcore frontman thing. Yeah. And it's awesome. And they look like they're having a lot of fun playing it. Um, so I think that's dope. Um and uh, you know, it's uh it's a good song. It's a very well done song for what it is. And yeah. I think it's the most listenable on on the whole on the whole EP. Yeah. I think um it's the I, I think it's got the most compelling aspects out of everything on the EP. Like it's got the the best lyrics, the vocal performance is is great. Um lyrics, the though. instrumental like the, the the actual instrumentation of it is is really fun. Really, the worst oh, yeah. part about this song is just that it doesn't sound good. Which sure. um, and th there's also a conversation to be had about um, whether a song it can be good enough to surpass it sounding mm -hmm. like shit. Because mm -hmm. that's also a reason why a lot of early car seat headrest works is because the songs themselves are like are so good. They're fantastic. How did this is off topic, but how did like such horribly produced songs make a band so big? 
other than them just being like really good. Like, what was the breakthrough with them? Twin they... Fantasy. Really? Yeah, okay. the first Twin Fantasy because it it was the car seat headrest was just Will um, Will mm-hmm. Toledo, the the front man for uh, up until uh, God um, Teens of Style, which I think was in like. T- God, I forget what year. I think like 2015. Okay. 2014 or 2015. But it's been around since uh, 2010. Um, and he had put out, like there's so many Car Seat Headrest albums. Um, if I did a Discog dive on my Twitter of uh, Car Seat Headrest albums, it would be comparable in length to U2. And it'd probably be longer. Wow. Yeah. There's that many? There is that many. Whoa. Um, okay. And the thing was, like, so Twin Fantasy is, like, kind of a, it's kind of an indie legend project. Like, it blew the fuck up on Bandcamp. Interesting. Um, It drew a lot of people to Bandcamp in general because oh, everyone was okay. like, look at this fucking, like, because, I mean, Bandcamp. Look at this was, fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. And, like, Bandcamp yeah. was obviously a thing and like popular before then, but it, it introduced a lot of like newer people to Bandcamp Very and the platform cool. and all that. Very cool. So it's kind it's kind of like a like an indie success story. Um Twin Fantasy blew up, um really put uh Will on the map. Cause like he had moderate, like m- mild success before then. Like people some people knew who he was, like you know, if yeah, you were sure. if you were into that kind of thing. Uh huh. Um, yeah. But Twin Fantasy really put him on the map, Popped and then off. from there, uh, it's it's just only been up since. Right then. on, right on. Well, I I I had no idea that that was like how that band got popular. I thought they were like you know classic, like no <laughs> get signed to a label, label puts a lot of money into it, like. No, but I guess like in the way that like Lana Del Rey and Tyler the Creator were like the big artists that came out of the Tumblr generation, like yeah. I guess Car Seat Headrest is the big artist that comes out of the Bandcamp generation, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. Car Seat Headrest signing to to Matador is like a controversial topic um, within the fandom. Really? Because a lot of people feel like the band just got worse um, the moment that happened. Mm. Um. I don't fully agree. Uh, as Teens of Denial, their first like full album of original material, because um, when they signed to Matador, they put out Teens of Style, which was re-recordings of songs from like previous albums. Nothing okay. from Twin Fantasy it was all from uh, Monomania, uh, My Back Is Killing Me, Baby, and oh fuck. I'm gonna look like a fake fan. You could you could literally say any string of words and I would believe it's a car scene. I know, I know. It's so funny. I know. Like um saltine crackers on a warm boat or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it was mostly from those two albums. But the, Okay, right on. Um Teens of Denial was the first full album of original material. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and also none of it is about Will. Um, because Will sings about girls on that album. And oh. Will Toledo is a gay man. Wow. Um, but it's all very convincing. Like, I fucking love that album. Okay. Like, it's just fantastic storytelling all around. But a lot of people, and it's, well, it's also their first, like, high fidelity mm. album. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so, it, like, sounds really good? It sounds great. Cool. Um, the engineering is all fantastic. Uh, 
But a lot of people were like, oh, the soul's gone. And then Twin Fantasy 2018 came out and those same people were like, I'm still right. The soul's still gone. <laughs> and then Making a Door Less Open came out and then everyone just got really fucking confused because that's not really a good album. But, you know. The one where he was like in a mask the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that started. I think that's cool. I, I No, I think the mask is very cool. Yeah. I think it speaks to how little we have to say about Eternal Summer that we're just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, back to Eternal Summer. Yeah, um, I don't remember how we got here, but back to that. Back to this song. Um, I don't think it sounds. I, I don't think the song is good enough to justify it sounding. Ah, this bad. yeah, that's that's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. but then again, like this, and you know, we're gonna have to do the other songs on this EP eventually. Mm-hmm. So I think when we talk about these songs, we have to like. We have to remember that it was recorded in like 10 days. Yeah. We have to remember that it was recorded by someone who probably enjoyed how bad it sounded. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all did. Are you, f- how familiar are you with Ryan Adams? Not, not at all. Okay. Not really. Um, like, how much do you know? What do you know about Ryan Adams, if I just say his name, other than him being a sex creep? I know he's a producer. And that his name sounds like Brian Adams, who is <laughs> also not the nicest guy. <laughs> but not a sex pest, I don't think. I don't... Yeah, I think he's just kind of a dickhead. I don't know if Brian Adams is a sex pest. Man, when's your deep discog dive on Brian Adams? Never. <laughs> oh, man. The spirit... spirit. Uh, remember the cartoon horse movie? Yeah. He did the soundtrack for that? Yeah. Good movie. Good, Good movie. movie. Matt Damon is the narrator. He doesn't need to be in that movie, honestly. No, like what what kid is going, holy shit, Matt Damon. Oh Matt Damon. Matt Damon? I'm really He's just... the horse? Kind <laughs> of. I'm even just talking about like the narration in general. I don't think it needs narration for the most part. Oh, I'd love to see a cut of spirit with no narration. Yeah. That, I think all it sounds like a best picture yeah. right there. Yeah. I think like most everything that needed to be communicated through that movie could be done without dialogue. Yeah. That would actually be sick. Uh, I mean, and the soundtrack bangs. Yeah. Maybe, since that movie isn't very dialogue heavy, maybe we rescore, <laughs> we rescore Spirit, and that'll be like a Patreon goal. We rescore Spirit. <laughs> if we hit, if we hit a hundred Patreon, a hundred patrons, we will rescore Spirit Stallion of the Simmer. Do you know how much fucking work that'll take? We need to do more than a hundred for that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I mean, if it's ten dollars each, hundred people, ten dollars each. I'll do it for five hundred dollars. Split between the two of us. (laughs) Shit, let's do it. Shit, I need money real bad. Yeah, I'm so broke. Anyway, um, but Ryan Ryan Adams Adams, or Ryan Adams, excuse me, sex pest. (laughs) Uh, that aside, um. Ryan Adams was largely famous for, and I didn't really know that you could still get famous for this. Ryan Adams was largely famous for his covers. Oh, um, he had an enormous cover of the song stars go blue. Um, that he kind of like rocked up a little bit. Um, he's like extreme dad music. Uh-huh. Um, He's like uh he's like music that your dad like 
puts on in the background when he's like doing a puzzle. If mm. you have that type of dad. My dad does Legos, but I think he listens to like Linkin Park and U2. No, but that's awesome. Yeah. My dad's um, my dad's based as hell. Yeah, no, no, your dad is dope. Um uh but like this is um hmm. This is like a this is like a grill dad. Yeah. Type of <laughs> type of artist. Um I, I think I get the I think I get the picture. Yeah, yeah. No, you get it. Um he put out like five albums a year for a little while. Um he also has covered like entire albums before. Good Lord. Uh, most recently he covered uh Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska album and Why also f- did Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. Wh- um, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> yeah, he's crazy uh, and he sucks. Um but uh he also recorded a entire uh, uh this is the one that's like egregious. He did an entire album of Taylor Swift's 1989. Um, Dude. And uh, the general consensus is that it's pretty creepy that he did that. Yeah. Um, And like kind of like a, kind of like a, hey, look at me type of move. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, You know, presumably to, to bang Taylor Swift, you know. Yeah. Um, which was never going to happen for him, but yeah. you know he certainly tried. Keep Boy, fucking trying. Um, yeah, I mean he's a singer songwriter. He was married to Mandy Moore, the actress from mm-hmm. like Princess Diaries and A Walk to Remember and Tangled. Yeah, he was married to her for a while, um, and was like apparently just like very mean to her, but was also like cheating on her with like fifteen year old girls. So you know yeah. just bad stuff all around not a good guy not a good guy not a good um, producer for this ep either not a good producer for this ep uh i think he's kind of a dork for producing this yeah. um and i get it like fallout boy probably wanted to go to him because of he he was doing a lot of stuff like this back in the day mm-hmm. i'd say this is peak ryan adams fame yeah um the other cover that he ha- did that got really big was wonderwall forgot that um the reason why wonderwall had a big second wind is because ryan adams covered it and for some reason the cover got very popular can we can we get into covers a little bit i'd love to like please i don't okay we do covers live to like hype the audience up kind of you do like half of a cover no we covered um we we've done I have a whole Spotify playlist. Twice. Yeah, I need yeah. to. I need to educate I, myself. What was the um, first time you saw us? I saw you with Blind Equation. Oh yeah, yeah. That was when we did. Um, did we do uh, that Turnstile cover? No, you then? did. You did part of Twenty Four Hour Drive Through. Oh, and you also did. Uh, uh, you I think that might have been did when we... sunglasses by Black Country New Road. Yeah, well, that that's like a little funny interpolation I do um, as like a transitional thing, Wait, and it um, is dope. It I I think I like it. Um, why did they? Oh my god, they changed Spotify. I'm just trying to find my fucking playlist of songs that we've covered. Why change something that's so not perfect? <laughs> yeah, right. Why change something that's so not perfect and make it worse? But uh, um, while you're looking for that, I'll, I'll finish. I up found my... it. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Um, but yeah, we we've done a uh, bunch of covers. Um, 
I have a playlist of songs that we've covered ranked by how much I like them. Um, <laughs> I like all of them, but there's some that I like more than others. All right, stop. Start from the bottom. Okay. And now we hear. <laughs> um, just to preface this, I think the lowest score I would give any of these songs is a seven out of ten. Okay. Um, so I don't dislike any of these songs. Sure. I don't. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, but at the bottom is uh, is Crust Bucket by The Frights. Um, the reason that's at the bottom is because it's fucking exhausting. Okay. I don't know that song. It's it's like... Um, God, I'm trying to remember the, the band name. Um, I don't... Th- I think it was um, Swimmers. Okay. Yeah. Um, the band that like got canceled for... Uh, being like sex pests for basically the same reasons Ryan Adams got canceled. Yeah. yeah. Um, hold on. I want to make sure that it's swimmers and that I'm not like fucking defaming a, a band that didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's swimmers. I saw, I saw the frights with swimmers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's swimmers. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like that era of like, um, Tumblr, pop punk kind of like it, it's kind of like old school revival something like that it sounds mm-hmm. like, like the surf rock revival shit yeah that happened yeah stuff like there. that yeah um but it's fucking exhausting it goes on for a little too long um okay. in my opinion and i'm just i'm just like chugging really fucking chugging fast on that the whole base, time yeah. um so that's why that's at the bottom just because i don't like playing it very much it gets the crowd going but nice. you know nice. I'm, I'm like suffering uh and then next is Heather's by Surf Curse. Nice. Um, just because I've, I've heard it a million billion times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great song. It's like your generation's Seven Nation Army. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That always got people going. Uh, I think all of these get people going. Um, but uh, up next is Ripped Pants uh, from the SpongeBob SquarePants I soundtrack. God, you've covered that. Yeah. yeah. We've done that one twice. Ever. That's awesome. Um, then next is Future 86 by Bond the Music Industry. Um, that's like a partial cover. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked that into an intro we did. Um, so it's not like a true blue cover of that song, but it's I still put it on the playlist. Nice. Um, nice. Then next is Constant Headache by Joyce Manor. You've covered Constant Headache? Yeah, that's a few dope. times. Um, we did it at... Um, I think the last time we did it was at the show... In December that we played with Oolong, MCP. Um, the big one. The yeah. big one. The yeah. big ass one. Um, that that one fucking killed at that show. Up next is Blue Bayou by Turnstile, which is the one we've been doing most recently. Nice. Um, then uh, My Boy, Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. Uh, that was the first cover we ever did. Nice. Okay. And I don't know if we did it more than once. Um and then uh, I'm Not Okay by MCR, uh, which was fucking bold of us to do. I'm, Very bold, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Um, Might but, be one of the boldest moves in, in white boy history. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, Jack blew out his voice the first time we did that cover. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and so then vocal duties were switched to me, and I did the vocals for, for that one. Um, and I feel that we don't deserve to be executed for that because somebody came up to us after our show one time and said that that was the favorite song of the set, 
which, you know, we didn't write it, but... Yeah, so it stings a little, but not too bad, because yeah. you still played it. Right? We would absolutely never do that again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, after that is Scram by Jeff Rosenstock, which we absolutely probably would do again. Nice. Um, that one is so much fucking fun to play. I did vocals in that one, too. Because played a lot of covers. Yeah, and then the the last one at number one is Twenty Four Hour Drive Through by Origami Angel. Nice. Okay. So we've done a we've done a lot of covers. So covers for a live set, I think Pog Dope. Off. Dope. Dope. Keep doing them, especially if they're like reinterpretations and like you do something cool with it. Like yeah. that's awesome. Definitely. Um. However, I don't see the point in recording a cover. And yeah, like there, there are Neither some, there are some, uh, like exceptions, I guess. Um, like <laughs> Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal is really funny, but it like kind of goes hard. It goes so hard. Yeah, it goes extremely hard. So like, but that's that's them taking a song and like just and making a uh, new metal, rap metal, whatever. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes I I don't. Like, why not just write your own music? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's that's why, like, Ryan Adams' fame is, like, confounding. Yeah. Because it's almost like he just, like, war of attrition his way into fame of, yeah. like, I will do anything. I will release as many albums as you will let me so that I can be famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and by 2015, when he did that 1989 album... It had gotten pretty old. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty like, all right, dude, like we all agree that you suck. So yeah. I mean, we're gonna give you attention for this Taylor Swift thing you did, but and I I would say Pax Am Days was like everybody was kind of looking to him to be sort of this like Springsteen esque figure who also produced a little bit too he had a black metal band too oh of course Um, he did he was really into like different he he was like a indie rock like dad rock guy but Mm -hmm. he's like really into metal which makes him cool for some reason yeah um it's like you know not that big of a deal like plenty of people it doesn't make him cool it doesn't make him cool at all no but uh so i think like at this time, picking him as a producer was like a trendy move rather than a sound choice. Mm. Um, and like, you know, for Fall Out Boy, they have the money for any type of sound choice. Mm-hmm. And Neil Avron probably could have also done these songs in 10 days. And oh, that's, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. I think if Neil Avron produced this, it would sound way better. It would um, slap, and it would. You could also get that like raw quality, absolutely from it. Because um, like the the thing is like uh, for the 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 whole EP is just the vocals are too loud. Vocals are too loud. The guitars are also ran through like a cu- like three or four fuzz pedals that make it sound like a square wave synth. Yeah, like it sounds fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. and Neil would have known Neil. better. Neil, our boy. Our boy, boy Neil. Neil, future guest of the pod, I hope. Imagine. Um, yeah, that's that's another Patreon goal. We bug <laughs> Neil Avron. We get Neil Avron on the pod, uh, dude. I am like, I am fidgeting so much. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
It it's, I'm like that line that Quavo says in Post Malone's Congratulations when he's like, I need to play on my phone. That's me right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, so covers, recorded covers. Because I, I do want to unpack this. Mm-hmm. I think they're stupid. Yeah. I think you shouldn't do them. I think that the only reason you record a cover is so that someone listens to it once. Mm-hmm. Because... I can only think of like five covers that I listen to regularly. Mm. One of them is The Devil Wears Prada doing Sour Breath by Julian Baker. Mm-hmm. That's a whole new song, though. Yeah. You know, it's a whole different one. Like you said about Smooth Criminal, it's a completely different song. Yeah. You know, but. There are not a lot of times where taking a song just as is and then doing it exactly how it was mm-hmm. done works. Now, there are times where it has. Um, I thought by the time that I got to the end of this sentence that I would have thought of one, but I know there are. There's like, oh, fucking. Um, you got it. Tainted Love, Soft Cell. Oh, yeah. That's a cover. Fantastic yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would, never, you would never know that that's a cover either. Like, yeah. That's, that's one where it's like, you know. It, it just eclipsed the, the, the act, original, like the original so song. I'm trying to think of other examples of that. I'd, I'd say Van Halen's version of You Really Got Me is about as popular yeah. as the original. Yeah. I'm trying to think of others that have like eclipsed it, though. We got some covers on the wheel, everybody. Mm-hmm. You forget, Fall Out Boy has some fucking covers. I will say they're... And we'll get into this when we land on it, but I I would rather listen to Fall Out Boy's version of Beat It. And I think that's just because I grew up with it more. I think you should hold on to that reasoning like you are holding on to the edge of a cliff. <laughs> I I think I think if you just I think if you just present that opinion raw, you are getting shot. <laughs> okay, I, well, listen. There's uh, Michael it's Jackson fucking beat it. Dude. I know, but uh, fucking John Mayer's on the solo. And it's my favorite singer singing it. Like, come on. Like, you got to cut me some fucking slack, man. It's awesome. It's dope. Yeah. It's so sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, covers. And also, Ryan Adams. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is a cover. Oh, yeah. Of Dolly Parton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whitney Houston's is better. Yeah. Um, so it can work, but that's the thing. Work, yeah. The ratio of how often a song is covered to how good one of those is, is yeah. like a billion to one. Well, uh, that band Mo- Monoskin, is that what they're called? Yeah. They're they're real big right now? Yeah. Um, Their, their big breakout song was a cover. And like nobody knew. Which is... That like your breakout song being a cover destined to fail, usually assigned a breakup immediately. <laughs> so it happened to Alien Ant Farm, and yeah. they never got any momentum off of that. Yeah, for sure. They they tried to release uh, that song movies like four more times. Yeah, and I think that song's not bad. No, it's I, I it's think like that pretty whole good. First Alien Ant Farm album is pretty solid. I haven't listened to the whole album um, because. Why? Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? Because "Smooth Criminal" is the like the biggest yeah. and probably best song on it. Definitely. Like, uh, I'll also say, you know, this is probably a very cold take, but 
uh, I think Johnny Cash's version of Hurt is better oh, than yeah. Nine Inch Nails' version. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. But Horse and the Band's that, version of March of the, the Pigs, not as good as Nine Inch Nails. Car Seat Headrest's version of um, March of the Pigs, not as good as Nine Inch Nails. Car Seat Headrest did March of the Pigs? Yeah. They put out a... They should go to prison. <laughs> they put out a cover EP um, and like a remixes EP. And yeah. neither of them were any good. You know what our um, podcast would be called if it was a car seat headrest podcast? What? Carson seat headrests. <laughs> That's so stupid. Carson seat headrest. Oh my god. It's so dumb. It's so good though. But you Sorry, they put out a cover ZP. They put out a cover ZP. And do you want to know the fucking wackiest thing about that cover ZP? What's that? They put out a cover of Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill like two years before Stranger Things Season 4 Damn. came out. Did it? Did their version get like retroactive popularity no. because of it? Damn. It sucks. That's crazy. See, I, you know. It might have, but like nothing like to, nothing to write home yeah. about. I have a, I have a, like nearly nothing to say about running up that hill other than it's a great song. Yeah. I've known it's a great song since my mom played it in the car when yeah. I was like five years old. Cause I'm pretty sure she had that CD, but, um, uh, I think that like, it's like the retroactive popularity that it's gotten is so funny mm-hmm. that it's almost like, I, I don't know. I just wonder if like, that's ever going to happen again to a song. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Cause it's, it's happened before with previous songs where like, don't stop believing suddenly became like a huge song after Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was already a huge song, but it was like, it became even bigger. Like it was back in the cultural lexicon yeah. again, the cultural zeitgeist, not lexicon. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'd love to see that happen with something like relatively obscure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to see a Regina Spector song just suddenly be the the new running up that hill. Imagine, yeah, that's always cool when that happens to like older, underappreciated music. Like, Definitely. Do, you, do you know uh, Panchico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that um, story is crazy. Yeah, dog. I that saw. Is, that is wild. I they saw just Panchico. They put out a new album, didn't they? They're about to. Um, okay. They put out two singles now. Touring. Mm hmm. Are the songs good? Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll listen to them then. Yeah, um, it, which is probably the most remarkable part of all this is that... <laughs> it's good like, music. Yeah, like 20 years later or so, they're still writing good songs. Yeah, no. I mean, I had no idea they were even still together until I saw like a tweet that mm-hmm. was like them announcing tour dates. And I was like, holy shit. Pink I saw them like, last October. No shit. Yeah. Were they good? They were fantastic. Damn. Like, honestly, an incredible live show. Did Did they close with death metal? No, it was one of the the songs like later in the set list. Oh, definitely gotcha. past the halfway point. Okay, yeah, yeah, like a later set list. I like a later set list hit, but mm-hmm. not a closer. You yeah. know what I mean? I also like. A, I also think I've never expressed this opinion on Mike before. I think opening with your biggest song is the most badass thing to do. And yeah, I think it's awesome. I yeah. think every band should do it. That's sick as fuck. I think every band should do that. We don't do that, but. <laughs> Well, Violent Astrology was our most popular song when we left for the drugs tour, but now Star Baby is our most popular song. So 
fucked up. And I don't know if I can open with that song. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> I don't, like I don't, I don't know, know if we can. Opening that song with that song works. I don't know if we can open with bad news because, like, I mean, unless, well, it's a power move for sure. It is a power move, but yeah. I don't think it makes sense. I found out uh, because uh, uh, we went and played South by Southwest mm-hmm. uh, two episodes ago, I should say. Um, and uh, our one of our label guys was there, and he was telling us about like some other showcases that like bands from our label have played and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. one of the bands that had played that was on that used to be on our label was this band called Drowning Pool. Oh, you know, bodies, like yeah. bodies hit the floor. Yeah, I so, know Drowning Pool. <laughs> um, uh, so Drowning Pool like saw the venue that they played the same venue that we did a few years back mm-hmm. and they saw the venue and they were like, this is too small. We're not playing here and left. And, uh, our label dropped them because of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be airing that out here, but whatever. Um, I don't think anybody at the labels listening to this. <laughs> um, if they are, uh, hi, Hey Steve. Uh, <laughs> Hey Steve. Hey Scott. Um, Hey Carl. Who else can I name? Bill, I Kyle. Um, I don't know any of them. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle, I know Kyle's listening because Kyle's a fan, but Kyle won't care if I hear this out. Hi, Kyle. Um, Drowning Pool opens and closes with bodies. That's really isn't funny. that dope. That's so sick. Actually, it's like you open with your biggest song, and it's like, "Hey, motherfuckers! In case you were are late, we're doing it again. We're doing it again." Yeah, I think that's sick. That's I, really I looked funny. at Hot Shell Ray's set list too. They oh do my the same god. Thing. Hot Shell Ray. That's they're a, still going. That's a name. Really? Yeah. They're still putting out music. Damn. So last I checked, they put out an album in like 2021. Good for them. So did that band Magic. Holy shit. Why I'm not, I'm not surprised. So I'm not surprised about Magic. They seem that like band a band that... sucks. I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. episode where I just shit on that song. Yeah. I hate that song, Dawson. I don't like that Hot Shell Ray song either. I, don't, I think both of them are... I haven't heard it in a long time. That's one of those rare songs where it's a one hit wonder, but it disappeared so quickly. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't heard that song in years. Yeah. Like you don't even hear it at like fucking like weddings or anything. No, nothing. Like you'll hear shut up and dance still at big gatherings. Would you call that a one hit wonder? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I like so many walk the moon songs. I do too. I love walk the moon. But, like, they didn't, they don't have, like, another hit that's as big, like, anywhere near as big as Shut Up and Dance. Like, they have, they are a successful band, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Like, they're still touring and selling out shows and stuff. Yeah. Like, in certain cities, not have, for the whole did tour. Did they have but. some kind of controversy with them? Yes. Um, okay. They kicked out um, their bassist. They kicked out Ryan Adams. <laughs> they kicked out Ryan Adams. It was crazy. No, they kicked out their bassist because uh, he was, like, uh, being a, a predator on shows and they were like hey don't Get fucking out. do that yeah leave the band that's nuts um which you know based i honestly. for some reason i thought it was their singer but i'm glad it's, it was just their bassist. no yeah um yeah. by by all accounts their singer is like maybe one of the nicest people to ever walk the earth i met him at music midtown 2011 because mm-hmm. walk the moon played third on the small stage oh wow um and their banner was so small um, like their their backdrop was so small that Young the Giant, who was after them, like their banner was behind it, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, "We are Walk the Moon Giant," because <laughs> like you couldn't, 
Yeah. Like, you know, it was obscuring the words young, the mm-hmm. crazy ass lineup that year of uh, Music Midtown. Yeah. Coldplay headlined, Coldplay, Black Keys, Manchester Orchestra, Young the Giant, Walk the Moon. That's just what I remember off the top of my head. Damn. But uh, Phoenix maybe played also? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, hmm. What was I? What was I saying? I you don't met Walk the Petrica. Moon. Walk the Moon. I guess you would call them a one-hit wonder. You know. You know what I'm going to make you do on the Patreon one what? of these episodes. I'm. I'm going to make you deep dive on Fountains of Wayne. That's fair. Have you ever? Have you ever listened to any Fountains of Wayne song that isn't Stacy's Mom? No. They're all good. I'm, They're I, all fucking great. I've heard. I've heard they are. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to make you do it. But, but now that you said that, I'm not going to do it until we get to that point. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. No. It's not even going to be a goal. It's just going to be a Pranked. Episode. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's awesome that... Uh, yeah, no. Back to Panchinko. Like, I, I, I can't believe that that shit happened. Mm-hmm. It's awesome for them. Shout out, Panchinko. Yeah. Future, Future guests of the pod. Of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Future um, guests, Panchinko. Anyway, Eternal Summer. Um, yeah. I um, like it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Should we get into the lyrics a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to. After not talking about the song for most of the episode, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, listeners, loyal listeners, um, thanks for sticking through the, the discussions of not Fallout Boy topics. Um, yeah. Um, I really love the... Uh, I'll be in the desert wishing on every star scuba diving in the wishing well. Mm-hmm. That's like a very cool lyric. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite Pete lyrics after listening to this song so many times. That's hard. I think it's dope. Um, What you got? Anything stand out to you? Um, It's all just pretty consistently like pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Um, Let me ask you. Do you think this EP was like kind of pandering to the people that didn't like save rock and roll? No. Yeah, me either. Not at all. Because that someone on the Reddit was saying that. It was like it felt like pandering for those who didn't like save rock and roll, which is why I dislike it. Yeah. And I was like, shut up. I see why someone would think that, but it's like it's very transparently just mm-hmm. like worshiping their uh their inspiration. Their roots, yeah. Um which on that level I can definitely admire, mm-hmm. um, and like they didn't like really promote it that much or anything. No, it just kind of happened. And it just kind of dropped. They yeah. moved on and played some of the songs live. Um, I really like the uh, "I can't do this again. I need more oxygen" motif in in the chorus. Oh yeah, it's sick. That's hard as fuck. Um, and like the the way Patrick sings it is really hype. Um, so, have you ever listened to Patrick's feature on the song Jock Power Violence? No. By Weekend Nachos? It sounds like this song, but nice. like produced better. I'll have to check um, that out. It's awesome. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's just very fun to hear him do this type of voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Because <laughs> yeah. he's such a good singer that it's like he doesn't have to do shit like that. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> He it's, does it's it cool so well, though. Oh, like, he does it so well. He's so talented. Yeah. The only Shout thing out he, Patrick Stone. The only thing he shouldn't do is rap, which he hasn't <laughs> He hasn't done yet, as yeah. far as I know. I hope he hasn't done I that. I hope he hasn't, yeah. But, like, yeah, sometimes when um, vocalists that typically do, like, only clean vocals, sometimes when they 
like make the transition over to harsher vocals or like just anything more like wild or, or animalistic or anything yeah. like that. It just kind of sounds cringe. Yeah, um, I agree. But it doesn't here, which no, is which is sick. Um, an example of it sounding cringe is that new Lil Pump song. Um, the <laughs> it's oh, oh my god, are it's, you talking about um uh go 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 yeah. go 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 oh yeah he that song sucks does not commit to it and um similarly uh god damn it what god damn it what what is it similarly brendan yuri yeah his take a shot but he does have a heavy song that he played on a live stream one time it was a it was a like heavy version of the calendar right no it's it was a a new song really I need to hear this. I think he has just a whole heavy record. Probably. He can scream really well. (laughs) He's really good at it. (laughs) He's really good at screaming, but the, like... That Every Time I Die song he features on is fire. Yeah. Such a good song. But the thing is, like, it's not that his vocal performance itself was necessarily bad. It's that the lyrics that he wrote were cringe. So it made the rest of it cringe. He sucks at writing he he had his we, moments, yeah. but like they don't seem to pop up now very no, often. No, like, um, local god and and I can't believe we got this other, far into the episode and still mentioned him. But I mean, yeah. that's got to be a new record. But if you didn't bring him up, I was going to. I it, will. Say. It was going to happen. Yeah. Um. God. It can't be as bad as Carson seat headrest. I should be <laughs> for that. Um. Hang on, can you can you wiggle my cursor there? Thank yeah, you. There you um, <laughs> uh, hey, shorty, can you wiggle my cursor? <laughs> hey, shorty. Hey, hey, bitch, wiggle my cursor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you doing over there? Wiggle my cursor while you're at it, hey? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Tuts. Hey, Tuts, you might, you might wiggle my you cursor. You might wiggle in my cursor. <laughs> yeah, so go down to the deli. Go get yourself, go get yourself a bodega sandwich. And while you're at it, wiggle my fucking cursor. <laughs> How about you wiggle my cursor from the back, huh? You fucking guy. You fucking. You fucking. <laughs> you fucking guy. <laughs> you fucking guy. Listen to me. If you don't wiggle my cursor right now, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> You'll be sleeping with the fishes if you don't wiggle my <laughs> You fucking guy. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm going to make your life a living hell. If you don't, pay me a hundred grand. Oh, wiggle my goddamn cursor. <laughs> my computer's falling asleep. My computer away. is frozen. <laughs> and I need to that's keep... <laughs> that's even funnier if it's not a euphemism or something. <laughs> he just he's just been like fucking I'm over here, you're over there. Wiggle my goddamn cursor. My four hour five nights at Freddy's Law video <laughs> is not showing up on the goddamn screen anymore. I need you to wiggle my cursor. I need you. Don't wiggle my, you're never going to guess what the next word is, cursor. Holy crap. This may be the the worst bit we've ever done. (laughs) It's so funny. 
Well, I completely forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> if you want to deal with people like <laughs> us, if you <laughs> if you want to play in the world with the big boys, you gotta wiggle my cursor. You gotta fucking. <laughs> All right, okay. we're talking about Brendan Urie's heavy song. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. It's what what makes good. you say he's got an entire heavy record? Because he Finished. said something like that one time. Okay, interesting. He was like, yeah, I'm, either I'm making or I have a whole heavy record. That'd be interesting. I mean, the lyrics probably would suck, but like, he has an every time I die, like, half sleeve tattoo. He, like, loves bands like that. Yeah. Um, it probably would have been better than Viva Las Vengeance. Well, see, here's the thing. Is that the people that enjoy Panic at the Disco post Death of a Bachelor? Sorry, post too 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 rare to live, too weird to die. No, fuck. <laughs> too weird to live, too rare to die. Look <laughs> at my cursor. <laughs> um, people who enjoy that band are not listening to bands that scream. No, like just. I'm, I know I'm making a generalization there. But as a generalization. As a, as a generalization, that is true. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, if he drops something like that, I think that, A, people who are fans of bands like Every Time I Die and, you know, those bands that he admires, Converge and uh, Dillinger and stuff, uh, they would be like, this is pussy shit. Mm-hmm. And then the fans of Panic! at the Disco would be like, this is scary. Yeah. Again, making a generalization, but yeah. like that would be—I think that would be like the general reaction. Yeah. Well, no one gave a shit when he featured on that "Every Time I Die" song. Yeah. It's like not even "Every Time I Die" is like biggest song. No. It's not even close. Even Which, though it like, does bang, it's a great song. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe he's the new "Every Time I Die" singer. I would love for him to be. That would Imagine. be sick. If he came, if he came back with a heavy record and it was like great, it was dope. That would be sick. Yeah. And you and I. Played on it? Imagine. Dragons? That'd be sick. Have you seen how ripped the Imagine Dragons singer is? Oh yeah. Dude. I I would It's awesome. I would not say like that that's I don't go hard on Imagine Dragons and like hating him just because I know Dan Reynolds is ripped as fuck and could beat the shit out of me. He's hot, dude. Yeah. Like he is hot. Yeah. And like, he, like they used to be like a, a worship band. So like they sure Dan yeah. Reynolds would beat me up and I would go to hell. That oh for sure yeah. yeah no, but like, it's making their music a little better for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like knowing that a giant dude is singing it. Yeah, that's dope. It's a giant dude with like a giant voice. So like yeah, you know he deserves to sing like that. Yeah. Um, I saw something this week about I think Kendrick maybe convinced JID to do. That song with Imagine Dragons, and it's like his biggest song. I mean, oh the misery. If there's one thing Kendrick knows how to do, it's get some weird features. Oh yeah, Dude. bad blood. The, Dude, the bad blood Island. remix. I forgot about that. It's like I was about to just say fucking problems because I think that's such a weird song for Kendrick to be. But on, that one, but... that one does go crazy though. Oh, one of the best songs ever. Yeah, it's like a miniature posse cut. It's the great. the Lonely Island song he's on, also really good. He's on what? YOLO. Oh, yeah. yeah. So is Adam Levine, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. He raps about mortgages. That's awesome. It's That's it's sick. so sick. Yeah. But, Kendrick deserves that. Yeah. I hope I hope he made like some money from that. Although there's no money in comedy or television. So. No. He he definitely made money from the Taylor Swift one. Oh, for sure. That was just a remix though. He's not on official bad blood, right? He's in the video. He's on that song? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I awesome. I don't remember if he's on like the the song that's on the record, but the music video version has him in it. Yesterday. All Just... my troubles seem so far away. <laughs> <laughs> my cursor was wiggled. <laughs> um we got to name this episode Wiggle My Cursor, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody um, will click on that. <laughs> they, they'll wiggle over it. They'll um, uh, Yesterday, I found out that Eminem and Gucci Mane have beef, which I did not know. I didn't know that either until just now. I was like, why do Eminem and Gucci have beef? It was on the... Um, this is the whitest sentence I'm ever going to say in my life. It was on the r slash hip hop head subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out the reason why they have beef is because Gucci Mane featured on a remix of Mariah Carey's Obsessed, which is a song that Mariah Carey wrote oh, about Eminem. Now it makes sense. Which apparently they did hook up. Apparently Eminem and Mariah Carey did both hook up. It's I don't know why like, I said both hook up. <laughs> they hooked up by themselves. It's like, I I think that's like the prevailing theory, but I don't know if it's ever been actually confirmed. Mm. I think Eminem just like told Nick Cannon that he fucked Mariah Carey to piss him off. Which and, does rock. Pissing off Nick Cannon is cool. Yeah. And it did piss him off. And he wrote one of the wimpiest diss tracks of all time. That's dope. Um, and dope. Eminem did not respond. That's even harder. Yeah. That's great. Um, that Eminem was... didn't respond to Rap Devil either, did he? MGK? Mm-hmm. No, he did. Kill Shot, that's yeah. what it's called, yeah. Yeah. Although MGK was kind of spitting on, on Rap Devil. Yeah. His beard is weird. <laughs> <laughs> God, MGK fucking sucks. I'm sorry if you're listening and you like MGK. I really don't. I don't like his rapping. I don't like his pop punk. I think he is the perfect example of somebody who fails upwards in the industry. Absolutely. But I also don't know how he got to the position that he's in because he's not a Nepo baby. No. At all. He just like, if he does work. He's sort of the rap game Ryan Adams. Except not being a sex pest. <laughs> I don't know it if Remains to be seen. <laughs> remains to be seen. I, he did cheat on Megan Fox, which is insane. No, I heard Megan Fox cheated on him. I heard the other way around. Because like really? Megan Fox like posted like burning some shit that that MGK oh. gave her. It'd be even funnier if she cheated on him. Yeah, and it was burning shit that <laughs> MGK gave her. That would I damn. ruined this relationship and I'm happy about it. Yeah, fuck you for they the were thing an interesting that I couple did. Together. They were they were one of the couples of all time. They were one of the couples. Um, I keep fidgeting with things. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I. Carson just took out a, a heated sleep mask and like <laughs> put it on his head. You know what? I, and, then I was like, and then took it off. <laughs> nobody's going to believe you. Yeah. Because I, that's such a ridiculous thing for me to pull out. But I, <laughs> it's right here, everybody. It's, the, the, the heated sleep mask ASMR just happened. 
Um, gosh, not a lot to say about this song. Eh? No, not at yeah. all. It's, all right, well, it's pretty good, but uh, I mean, you know, it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. It's about how we get there. Yeah. Um, you ready to rank this song and spin, or or what? What else is there to say? I think that I think we should do that. Um, final comments on this song. Um, it's probably the best song on Pax Am. Um, cool that they've played it live recently. Absolutely. I will also add that. They should bring it back. Um, That'd be fun. It's a lot more compelling than any of the stuff on Save Rock and Roll, in my opinion. Um, mm, which is Fighting con- words, buddy. That's fighting words right there, but I, I feel that way. Um, and yeah, I think I'll... I'll give it a seven. Seven out of ten. Seven. Yeah, that's about where I'm sitting. Um, I think playing this live, because so Fall Out Boy having a rotating set list, I don't think is possible for them any, anymore. Like them being able to switch songs in and out and stuff like that, or play a different set list every night of a tour, or like pull out deep cuts. Um, I think the high and value of their production, um, like how much production goes into their live show and that kind of thing and, you know, clicks and all that shit. I don't think they get to, like, really just throw songs in like that. Counterpoint. What's up? The 1975 does that all the time. And Good they, point. Their, Good point. Their set, like their their live set, is way bigger than Fallout Boys. Like both in production. Uh, I mean, obviously in counter production. Counterpoint. What? The 1975 probably has the money to pay people to be able to switch their live set in and out. Yeah, all the time. absolutely. I will say that Fall Out Boy probably does not. I don't Maybe know how do. much. I, be I don't know how much goes into that. So yeah, neither do I. But <laughs> um, I I don't know if they'll ever do the rotating set list thing where they just like pull out tracks randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were. I would love to be at a show where like Eternal uh, Eternal Summer gets pulled out. Absolutely, I think it'd be so much fun. Um, I think it's a really fun song. Um, I think it's definitely got the best structure and songwriting on Pax Am days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I mean seven out of ten, mm-hmm. closer to an eight than a six for sure. Yeah, I, the only thing holding it back is the production. Only thing holding it back is the production for me. The live versions that I watched uh, in preparation for this were really, really cool. And they mm. sounded really good. Hell like yeah. all the 4K footage I found of it. So dope. And uh, I think I what I was getting to with the rotating setlist thing, I forgot to get to it. I think like pulling out something like this is like way cooler than pulling out like an evening out with your girlfriend track. Yeah. Uh, because they've been doing that recently. And uh, I don't care too much to hear those songs live. I'll no, just be honest. I don't care too much to hear those songs. Yeah. Well. Wheel time. We did Eternal Summer, everybody. We did Eternal Summer. It's time summer. for the wheel. I think um, going forward, uh, y'all can expect that uh, Pax Am Day's episodes will probably not focus as much on the song as, <laughs> as this episode did. Because all of those songs are similar in length and similar in production and similar in everything. So yeah. just a fair warning, um, if you don't fuck with that, sorry. Yeah, if um, we land on a Pax Am Day song, just expect us to talk about other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to come up with like a name for Pax Am Day's episodes. Um, it's, like when a, it's like when you have a substitute teacher that shows a movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> what are those days called? Sub? Sub days? We have a sub. <laughs> I don't know. Subway, eat fresh? Subway, eat fresh. Subway fucking sucks. Let's spin that wheel. All right. I, I need a recording. Gaming. What about a what about a shirt that says subtweets in the in the uh in the subway font? Subtweets and then ain't fresh. What do you think about that? I think somebody's probably done that before. Damn. But All right. I th- I thought I was going to make a million dollars. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to bootlegging Republican merch again to make money. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're spinning the wheel. All right. It's spinning. It's, it's spinning. spinning. It's, it's spinning. spinning. It's spinning. And new dreams. God damn it. I don't know what this one is. We're going to spin again. What? It's another Pax Am Day song. Fuck. Um, um, I, I would like to make the executive decision to spin again. I agree. Okay, cool. We're going to spin again. Sorry, sorry We're going to get to new dreams another day. I'm sorry if that's your favorite song ever. but um, I'm so sorry. Here we go again. I don't want to do two Pax Am episodes It's, a, it's, a, it's the bonus track that I had to add today. We're not doing <laughs> oh, it. Fuck shit. that. Alright. It's spinning again. It's spinning again. Oh my god. It landed on their cover of Saturday Night's All Right. <laughs> By not, Elton John. It's not gonna be much better. <laughs> but okay. Do you wanna spin one more time? I feel like we need a big banger. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. This this let's, is the third. This is the third and final spin. Whatever it lands on, we have to do. We this. have to do it. We have to do the next one. Are you that it sure? Lands on. I'm sure. Okay. Here we go. No compromises. No respins. Whatever it lands on right now is going to be it. Okay. Oh shit! All right. Our our uh, it uh, it landed on Janasphis, which it, we learned last week is gay isn't uh is is not a synonym for shitty mm-hmm. um and uh i mean we we're gonna have to have maddie caffrey back on it is her favorite fallout boy song that's so true expect another maddie episode next week everybody all right thank you so much thanks for watching um we're listening uh and we're watching if you watch on youtube yeah for the three people that ever do that yeah people, um, don't, people don't do that with our podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh if you listen this far thanks for listening and um, while you're still here, uh, go follow our bands, um, as that is basically, uh, that, that is our online presence is our bands, um, at Callous Dowboys on Twitter, at the Callous Dowboys on Instagram. Yes. At Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. Both of our bands are on streaming and putting out music. Yes. At some this point. This year. This year um, at some point. We should also, I also wanted to bring up, uh, please rate and review us on uh, Spotify. It really helps us out a lot uh, with uh, getting new listeners and getting in front of people. I think that's on Apple Podcasts. No, you can rate on Spotify too. Oh, okay. We'll do, do both. Right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go give us a one star. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, um, but I know like five of you have done that and, um, that really does help us out. So, hell yeah. uh, please, please do that. If you get the chance do that, um, and we will become the biggest podcast in the world. Um, bye. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we are already, but yeah. yeah. Oh, we have 12 reviews, 12 five star reviews. Thank you. Everybody. You guys. That's so sweet. That's of you. so sweet. Thank you. Um, 
Hell yeah. Anyway. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, wiggle my cursor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>